Welcome to a life-transforming message from the Pottersville International Ministry. Our messages are heaven-breath, Holy Spirit-inspired, and destiny-changing for the transformation of individuals and society. As you listen, may you be blessed and positioned to take your place in life and be prepared for eternity.
And from where we read, it was the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. And that particular place, he was trying to address the issue of power and of wisdom. He had initially talked about the wisdom of men, but here he was trying to give an orientation, an approach, which know the called are supposed to dwell with praise the Lord and from verse 22 if we may go back to verse 22 in verse 22 he says for the Jews require a sign so many translations have so many renditions some say they require a miracle some say they require a wonder, a sign, and all of that can be attributed to what? Power. So you can understand that this orientation is the orientation of power. So the Jews were called to the orientation of power, and what they always desire is sign. They were inclined to power, and they ignored wisdom. Praise the Lord. So, you know, the problem we have here is that everybody that has this orientation believes that everything that happens to them has to be connected to power. When something wrong happens to them, they believe it is happening to them because of a power from somewhere. And of course, they believe that it also has to take a power to deliver them from that problem. So, you know, in this orientation, you can actually identify them today. These are the people that believe that power would always be power. And when power means power, one must bow. Altar versus altar. One altar must bow. So, if someone has this orientation, he believes that when his business is going wrong, then there is a power somewhere responsible for his business going wrong. He doesn't care to find out how he has been spending money. He doesn't care to know if he has been obeying some financial principles. He just believes there is a power responsible for his predicament. Praise the Lord. And the next thing he believes is that power too will deliver him and not wisdom. So you will see this kind of person can lock up his shop, lock up his business, and climb the mountain and spend 45 days praying and fasting, and his business is locked, and he's on the mountain praying that the Lord or power should come and deliver him from what he's facing in his business. So they just believe in power. You can have a situation where a woman is in labor and they discover that the baby is in the breach presentation. And she will not even try to think about any other procedure that can help her. She just believes that at that point, power has to deliver the demon that is holding her. Praise the Lord. And every other person that is in that orientation might begin to pray and fast at that moment. So even when the pastor or the doctor is prescribing 
a way to help a woman, they don't believe there is any other way. It has to just be power. Praise the Lord. And that is the orientation of power. People are in poverty. They believe it's power that has kept them in poverty. They can go to a church and lock up themselves. They won't do anything about coming out of poverty. And they believe there is a power from a village somewhere that has held them down. And the next orientation is the orientation of the Greeks. He said they seek after wisdom. Praise the Lord. And this orientation is not even the best because they neglect power. These are the set of people who believe in life is a matter of cause and effect. Praise the Lord. You are what you eat. Your life is better because you adhere to principles. The principles you adhere to will favor you and the ones you do not adhere to will work against you. Praise the Lord. Jesus believe that once you violate that anything that happens to you that there is just something you have failed. There is a principle you have broken. Praise the Lord. And here we have a lot of people, that's where if you talk about the big men, the richest men in this world, if there are ten of them, nine of them are from this orientation. They can buy books of every principle, buy books of everything finance, buy strategy books, buy everything, but they will not have a book of prayer. They will not have a book of miracles. They will not have a book of science. They will not have a book of wonder. But the implication of this is that you can actually get everything right. You can eat right. You can exercise well. You can watch what you eat. Or you can still be tormented by the devil. And so you see people who are here, they are used to principles. They will ask you, there is no need for you to pray. Why are you praying for? Just go and do this. Go and do this. And most times you see motivational speakers there. It works. And that's why, uh, you know, when you see some rich people, you wonder why they even fall sick. Because they have everything. They tell you, just put an alarm clock, it will wake you up. Why are you praying to God to wake you up? Get a chief security. Get an armored car. Get a, a bulletproof car. You're secure. You don't need. You don't need God. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And most times you see that this set of people are the ones that are hugely oppressed by the devil. When the devil hits their health. They suffer the, the, the kind of sickness that come out of these people. Some of their names, you, know, you don't even know their names. And when they tell you how many millions they pay just for help. And you see a large number of them, the demon goes in, probably attacks their children, their children falls into homosexuality. Somehow the devil has a way because they don't pray, they don't believe in power. Sometimes cancer can strike them down and they've already prepared themselves for death. 
They don't, you know, they just know that this law is just are going to the grave. So they prepare themselves. They don't believe that there is something like resurrection. They don't really believe that there is a resurrection power. They've already prepared. The doctor has told them, and so they are preparing themselves for the grave. So this is another set of people. You know, I used to liken it to the White House. If you are living in the White House, where you have everything, you may almost forget Jesus. Praise the Lord. Where everything is at your beck and call. Say, you know, you know what is uh, unknown government? They can't even come close to a perimeter. What is economy? What are you talking about? What is light? Everything is there. You almost will forget to pray. Praise the Lord. So, but the third orientation, which is the orientation of the called, he said, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power, and the wisdom of God. So this is where we are, if truly we are the called, and I know we are as potters do. We are a hybrid. I don't know if you've heard of this um, principle called the simultaneous use type. It's a property and a principle, simultaneous use type. So in summary, it means that when you're living your life, you're not just tightening everything as you live your life. Or you're not loosening everything as you live your life, right? You're simultaneously applying a rule that is tightening and losing at the same time. And a lot of people employ this. You can liken that to this. It's a hybrid. Those who are called to Christ must simultaneously apply the two orientation. We are not completely on this side or on this side. Praise the Lord. We apply both what? Power and what? Wisdom. Are we together tonight? Yes, Praise the Lord. And there are certain examples that I can bring to us that we can relate to that has happened to us. There was once a testimony we had in the lodge of a brother, most of us will know, but I won't call his name. And it was a vigil, right? And her, her wife, or his wife, was already in labor two days before that vigil. And he came for the vigil. His wife was still in labor. I remember he came and we prayed and he spoke to pastor. And pastor prayed. And after pastor prayed, pastor said to him, Now, let the doctors do what they have to do. Praise the Lord. We have exercised power and we have to what? Exercise wisdom. Now, if we are only power oriented, what would we have done? No, that vigil, we will turn the vigil for prayer points for that woman. And then before we are done doing that prayer, that woman might die. Or the baby might die. Or the boat will be dead. Because the baby was preached in a very bad way. Praise the Lord. And they did what Pastor said before the time of testimony the baby came and the guy and the man was testifying. And today the wife has more than one kid. She's alive, her children are alive. 
So you see that there is the place of power and the place of what? Wisdom. And we are called to have the two together. That is what that place is. Paul is saying, do not just stay in the place of power and do not just stay in the place of wisdom. Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. And we are the called. Hallelujah. We remember the extent of the church. I've just given us an example that we're going to uh, a typical example in the Bible. There was a time in this place, some God has forgiven them, came and picked up some things and they left. I remember one man, whether he left after that incident, met me at the gate, he was coming from somewhere. I'm like, what happened? You don't come to church again. And he was saying, Paraventure, this instance that happened, that where he is, that the pastor will say and declare in seven days those people will return that thing. And the man will go and pray. That the first seven days the people will run and bring back it and say, for real. So that man is in the secret place, he is the security officer, he is the bouncer, he is everything. So when he comes and shares, power, that and lightning will strike. And people will run away. But what have we done? We did pray. But we did what? We put some multi-facets security gadgets. It doesn't mean that we are fools. We are the called. Praise the Lord. We are what? We are the called. We are not stupid. It doesn't mean we do not have power. We are the called. I was in Covenant University the other day for their convocation. At least we know the school and we know the chancellor, right? Yes. When he walked into that auditorium, he walked in with heavily armed guys. Like, I don't even know if they are Christians. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And when he seated on his table, they are right there. There was this particular guy that was holding something like a sword. He was also behind him. He was just holding it like this. That guy did not move till he left. The guy will come in with the sword, stand, you have the mobile guy standing and he's sitting. We know him, right? We know him, Abby. He doesn't have power. And when he moves from his seat to go and read something from the podium, the armed man will follow him. The distance is not much. The devil is somewhere like here. Once he steps on, the man will follow him. Once he starts, the man is standing here. If you can see the video, you can go and watch it. I'm not making it up. We are called to what? Wisdom and power. You better appreciate Pastor K today that you have access to him anyhow. Because very soon, I it will be four, four. One, two, three, four. <laughs> it doesn't mean, and some people say, ah, they are praying for the grace of God, they are praying for me, but they are carrying bulletproof that it's done. When you get to that level, you will need it yourself. Right? When you get to that level, you will need it. If I go and employ bouncers around me now, it's not wisdom. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 
based on this foolishness. And that's what the, the verse 23 was saying. There's a time it becomes foolishness. It has, it has to be, it has to be, you know, managed because that is how we are called. Now, I just laid the foundation. Now, let's go into. Let's open our Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 4, 1 to 7. So we'll supply this foundation to this story and we'll still get some thoughts from there. Hallelujah. 2 Kings chapter 4. It said, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is what? Dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditors is come to take unto him my what? Two sons. To be slaves. To be slaves. Hallelujah. Now we'll take it gradually, as much as time allows. Say, now cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, that a man is referred with three names. Son, servant, and husband. One person cannot be a servant and a son at the same time. Okay? You can be a husband and a servant, a husband and a son, but you can't be a son and a servant at the same time. Other people saw this man as a son of the prophet. That was what the Bible recorded, or people recorded he was. But his wife is saying, He's my husband. I know him. He is a servant. He is not a son. Are we together tonight? So the question is, people outside might see you to be a son. But the people inside, who do they see you as? People who are close to you, who do they see? First of all, they say, yes, you come here. Ah, this is, this is a pastor. When you get to your working place, do they also call you a pastor? Does your life affect people? His wife is calling him a servant, not a son of the prophet. So it gives me to begin to think, why did this man, who is referred to a son of a prophet who dwells in, a, in abundance, how come he died in death? Number one, he was not indeed a son. Are we together tonight? He was not what? Indeed, a son. My topic today is not sonship or servanthood, but just follow me. You see that the power and the wisdom comes in. So, how do people perceive you? The way they perceive you outside is it commensurate with how they perceive you inside? Because if, it is, if the answer is yes, then you're safe. If it's yes, the answer is safe. Then also, you must realize that inheritance is spiritual. Servants don't get inheritance. Sons get inheritance. Inheritance is very intelligent enough to know who indeed is a servant and who is a son. I don't know, did I communicate? You see, time will come indeed when you have some kind of people coming here and they want to know who are the two sons of Pastor K. They don't ask Pastor K, they just observe and see those who have the same inheritance with him. 
Not those who are carrying something and doing eye service. Praise the Lord. That is not inheritance. If you remember, the woman was saying, the servants did fear the Lord. There is a fear of the servants and there is a fear of the son. The servant is afraid of the job, of losing the job. But a son is always afraid of losing the relationship. I don't think I communicated. A servant can do everything just for what he will get. But a son will do everything to maintain the relationship. Whether he's losing, he doesn't care. As long as that relationship is what maintained. And so inheritance is intelligent enough to know whether you're pretending or you're indeed a son. Are we together tonight? Yes, and so that is why this man could not inherit abundance. He inherited what? He inherited debts. So your alignment spiritually can determine where your inheritance comes or how your inheritance flows. So wisdom demands that you be truly a son indeed. You're here under the covering of pastor. Okay, question is, are you a servant or are you a son? Says the oil shall flow from the head. And it go down even to the, the winter, right? So how are you walking in wisdom to have this oil come upon you? Question you should answer. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the last verse. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in what? The house. Whenever power, or whenever you are interested in power, make sure you are not going to the place of power empty-handed. The prophet of God who was in what? Abundance has come to deliver power. And the first thing he's asking her is what? What do you have in your hand? He's not raising his hand to begin to declare. He's not putting his hands in his pockets to begin to give her money. Right? He's asking, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? If you want to experience power, wisdom demands that you must have. You are not created empty. Stop running about like somebody that is empty. Walk into the place of power like somebody that is coming with something because power will demand what you're coming with. Are we together tonight? Yes, sir. And she said that how they have not anything in the house save the pot of oil. It doesn't matter the quantity of what you have. Quantity is not, it's not a problem. You can start small. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Some people, you remember the one of talents? The one with one was offended. It doesn't matter if it was one, one talent. Praise the Lord. Next verse, because of time. Next verse. Then he said, Go borrow the one vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. Leave the scripture. And he said, Go borrow. Aside as asking her what she had in her house, the man of God employed what she was used to. Remember he said the husband was what? In debt. So this family is supposedly what? Used to borrowing. Used to what? Borrowing. So what, what? don't just stay and not do anything. When power comes, it's going to look for what you're used to. 
When you go to somebody that has wisdom and power for help, the person will ask you, what have you been doing? What are you doing? Are you with me? Yes, sir. Any, except the person doesn't want to help you. The first question is, what are you doing? What have you been doing? Are we together? And say, go and borrow. You're used to borrowing. I can't employ a technique outside what you know. You're good at borrowing, so you have to go and what? Borrow. Borrowing is not wrong, it's not bad, but it's how you borrow that is a problem. <laughs> Praise the Lord. People go. Don't go to his holy banks. Am I wrong? No. Yeah, you say borrow. <laughs> This I take that back. Praise the Lord. I take that back. Alright. So just go and borrow vessel. Do what you're used to, but this time around, let me teach you wisdom because power is about to come. You have been getting it wrong. Go and borrow what? Vessels. What she had before was just a pot of oil. And even to say, I'm sure they would have borrowed that pot of oil. And so he tells her, leave small things alone. Go and borrow one the vessels. Leave pots. Have big dreams. Leave little uh, passion. Leave little vision. Leave. Dream big. Go for what? Bigger vessel. Go for what? Abundance. Because when power comes, come, power comes with a multiplicating inverse. We need to prepare it for power. So when you are in search of power, make sure you are ready for power. Are we together tonight? Yes, Go and borrow vessel abroad. The woman did not understand this until the oil stayed. When that was when her eyes opened, what he meant by abroad. Don't go to the neighbors only. Go. What does abroad mean? Go far. Go Think about strategies that is beyond Nigeria. Think about big dreams that is, Pastor always tell us, get ready for outside these shores. What is the, what is the uh, production things we are doing? Is it not to help us to have what? A, 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 a big mindset, getting us ready for power. So there is here declaring the word and speaking speed. Then there is something for the power to work with. How it's gonna say go abroad and we just went to neighbors to pick few. Go abroad. Stretch your wings. Stop thinking about just Nigeria. Stop thinking about just Lagos. Open your mind to the world. Open your mind to abroad. Hallelujah. Of other neighbors, even empty vessels. So even when they are boring pot, they are always boring into the oil. Say, forget about the oil. Borrow empty ones. Forget about fish. Borrow nets. Right? Forget about the money. Borrow what? Skills. Borrow knowledge. Are we together tonight? Leave the oil. Leave the oil. Power is about to multiply the oil. Borrow empty vessels. Because you people like borrowing food pots. And it's killing you people. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Borrow not a few. Use your sense. What do you have? Go abroad, empty vessels. Praise the Lord. Now, remember, sorry, we read this scripture. This is John 10 10. When Jesus came, he says, The devil has come to do what? 
to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come to do what? To give you life, and you have it what? More abundant than you. Jesus is always thinking of abundance. He's always thinking of abundance. He's always thinking of abundance. You remember the, the, the miracle he performed in Canaan? The miracle of turning water into wine, right? Are we together? When the, when the wine finished, all the bottles of wine, when Jesus wanted to, you know, initiate power, what did he say? He said, go and bring the bath, the, the bowls. He didn't say, go and bring those small bottles. He said, go and bring bigger vessels. Power is about to come, so it's going to multiply. Are we together tonight? I hope I've not lost us tonight. Go and bring bigger vessels because I'm about to do something. So, power cannot comfortably work without wisdom. And if power has to move, you have to expand your what? Capacity. You have to what? Expand your capacity. Think abroad. Think big. And the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember Peter when they told all night. What did he say to Jesus? Master, we have told all night and we caught nothing. And when Jesus was ready to administer power, what did Jesus say? He said, launch him to the deep for the catch. And when he launched him, he said, remember Jesus said, launch in your nets, plural, plural, right? Should I show you that because of time? That's in Luke 5, 5. Jesus said, launch in your nets. But when Peter was complaining that the net was breaking, he said, the net, singular, it was only one net and the net was breaking. They almost lost their abundance. What did they do? Back to Boro. Remember I said Boro is not bad. They had to say, call up your colleagues and borrow their nets. Praise the Lord. Learn to borrow skills. When you borrow, it's not yours, right? So when you read strategy books, it's not yours for borrowing the strategy. And think abroad. So that when you come and declarations are made from here, there is enough capacity to carry that power. We are not experiencing power today. We are asking, where is the church? Where is power? Three things. People do not have the capacity to carry the power. So the power is stayed. Right? The one that is ministering the power is at us. The pastor too has to be building capacity to carry enough power to give. Are we together? Or both these people receiving and the one giving no capacity. And that is why we are not experiencing power. Next scripture. But Jesus said we should let down nets. Let's let's go to back to Second Kings four and I round off with that. Back to Second Kings four and I round off with that. Hallelujah! My, my time is over. So sorry. Bring me as the vessel, and he said unto her, 
Two things we've talked about vessels. Immediately the vessels they had were exhausted, right? The second thing was and the song saved. Right? Say there is not yet more a vessel. The power always listens to your words. Not just capacity and vessel, but what are your confessions? I believe if that boy has said there is more vessels, let me quickly go and get them. That oil wouldn't have stayed. But immediately he said, the vessels are out. Immediately he said, there was no more vessel. That was very bad to say. And the oil stayed. What is your confession? If you're coming to a place of power, do you even have faith that the power is going to work? Wisdom is that you have faith and you speak words of faith as you go to the place of power. Somebody is coming to the place of power. I'm going to put out you. I'm going to show there's power there. How will the power of you? There are people power working for here. They rise up to your feet. I pray a simple prayer tonight. I am the called. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's just pray this prayer like go. I don't know what the words of your mouth has been. I don't know what the words of your mouth has been. I want us to deal with it. Practical things, go and acquire vessels. Go and expand your capacity. But you're going to pray tonight and say, any of my word that is stopping the power to work for me, Lord, by your mercy, let that word be cancelled. Any of my word that I have spoken that is not allowing the power to work in my life, Lord, by your mercy, let that word be cancelled in the name of Jesus. Let that word be cancelled in the name of Jesus. Let that word be cancelled in the name of Jesus. We hope you've been blessed with this message. For more of such life transforming and destiny impacting messages, follow us on all of our social media handles on Facebook and YouTube, Pottersville. On Instagram, the Pottersville Church. Thank you and God bless you.